single, married, man, woman, gay or lesbian, poor, rich or laid back. Every professionals have had the privilege of working with or conversing with desires one thing. Sadly, many have sacrificed that one thing because of poor career choices, toxic work environments, abusive relationships, debt and mental and physical illness. That one thing is not money, not another job or happiness because happiness is circumstantial anyway. That one thing is to experience brilliance every waking day. I have good news for you. You don't have to wait for some day to start experiencing brilliance every day. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. You can actually start today, right now, wherever you are. In this episode, I share with you redefining living well-being pillars to inspire you to build more brilliance into your everyday life. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Redefining Living Podcast, where spirituality is paired with style. I'm Aji Michael, the hostess of this party. So whether you're listening on your commute, exercising, or sitting down with your favorite latte, thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friend. How have you been? It's been three weeks since I recorded an episode. I can tell you that it's been a full three weeks. I recently joined an organization as the Deputy Director of Digital Transformation. Plus, I started a 12-month executive program at INSEAD Pirates. So I took time focusing on these two things, a new role and a new program. So what's new for you? What are you up to? Do you drop me a message at hello at redefiningliving.org. And if we're not friends on social media yet, head over to our Instagram and LinkedIn pages at Redefining Living and let's connect. If you're new here, Redefining Living is a well-being concierge for today's professionals. This is a platform where all our mistakes failures and imperfections are embraced and together we make our life a work of art. If you like to join our movement, signing up on the Redefining Living website is the best way for you. So I want to encourage you to head over to redefiningliving.org, enter your name and email address to receive our updates in your inbox. Okay, so to today's uh, episode... I believe it's a tragedy to sacrifice what matters to you at the expense of societal ideals. Can you imagine waking up each morning knowing your day will be filled with the things that bring you profound meaning? 
Now, this is the reason why I've dedicated my life to helping people like you make the most out of their lives. So whether it's from improving your relationships, maybe you want to take control of your career trajectory, or perhaps you want to get out of debt or even plan your retirement. This is what Redefining Living is about. Now, Redefining Living's well-being framework rests on seven interconnected pillars. Prune, pros, pray, produce, people, pleasure, and praise. This framework is based on many years of research and working with people. I've used this framework and I've continued to use them gracefully every day. And my desire is that they will help you realign and recalibrate when you feel overwhelmed or despair. Now, before I dive into those uh, well-being pillars, I want to differentiate between happiness and brilliance. Happiness is circumstantial. It's dependent mainly on external factors. But brilliance is who you are, my friend. It doesn't require education, money, or power. All it needs is intentionality. Now, the reason why we don't experience it is because we don't understand it. We are conditioned to believe that it is, it is not important. But I tell you, it is essential for your happiness and health. My friend, even if you're not happy, you can still experience brilliance. So I want to invite you on the journey of putting more life into your years. Our first well-being pillar is what I call prune. Prune, which is P-R-U-N-E. Like plants, our lives need constant pruning to be healthy and allow room for new growth. So to experience brilliance in your everyday life, you need regular pruning. For example, prune excessive meetings. You don't have to go to back-to-back meetings. One of the things, when I began to apply this uh, principle into my life, is one of the things I did first was to cut down on the number of meetings I attend, especially back-to-back meetings. In this world of virtual working, virtual world, that we're tempted to just fill our days with meetings, our, you know, so you have back-to-back meetings. There are instances where I may not be able to help, you know, it's important to attend those meetings. One of the things I do is I tell them immediately, I join the meeting to say, I'll be leaving 10 minutes earlier. That way I have 10 minutes to use the bathroom or make another cup of coffee, just to b- breathe. And before joining the next meeting, that way I'm not going to be rushing into the next meeting. And I just do not like the idea of just apologizing all the time I go to a meeting late. So what I'm saying is that when you begin to look into your calendar, how many meetings do you have each day? Prune those meetings. Look at the agenda. Are you supposed to attend that meeting? Is there anybody within your team that you can delegate? Are there members of your team that are also part of that team that could feed back to you? Do you need to be? That's how you begin to prune. What about your finances? Prune your finances. 
how much do you what are what's your outgoing saying about you and if you're spending more than you earn my dear there is a problem here prune your finances what are the things that you can cut down what are the assets what are the things that you have that you can dispose of especially maybe designers all of those things you can use ebay there was a time I actually got rid of a lot of things on eBay because I had them in my garage. I just told myself, why am I storing all of these things? Prune your expenses. There's so many things you could prune. Prune your wardrobe. Constantly prune your life, areas of your life that you feel that, you know, weigh you down. What else can you prune? Prune your relationships. Which, which of the relationships that you have in your life that are draining you, sabotaging your effort, they need to be pruned. Removing dead, unproductive activities gives you instant shine. I want to encourage you to try it and let me know how it goes. Our second well-being pillar is what we call pause. My dear, activity does not equal productivity. I see many people jump from one meeting or one webinar or from one place to another, one activity on social media. I feel this is what we call the fear of missing out. Everyone wants to, you want to be relevant everywhere. My dear, pressing pause does not mean stopping. You are just establishing rest in your life. In this virtual world, there's tendency for you to just even work and just remain online like i mentioned a little back to back introduce pause into your days introduce pause maybe you want to take a break you want to do yoga you want to go around the neighborhood you want to go for for a walk maybe you just want a quiet time for yourself pause and now sometimes pause could even mean going on vacation going a weekend away a retreat Going for for your own, you know, what would I call um, a, a, a solo, just be by yourself. Your pause could actually be even watching TV, your favorite movie or TV program. Introducing regular pause in your day or in your week or in your month regularly, it's important. You, it makes it gives you instant brilliance, especially even when you think about them. What you're doing is you're feeling more, adding more joy, more fun in your day or in your life. So schedule the next pause. Look into your calendar today and begin to see how many short breaks do you have in your day. The next pillar, the next P uh, is what we call pray. Pray, 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 pray. <laughs> Our third well-being pillar is what we call pray. Prayer is an ancient sacred practice that deserves a central place in your life. The truth is that life will change beautifully if prayer were the first thing you turn to in a time of need or even in a moment of gratitude. After all, prayer is a direct conversation with the divine. And one of the things is I know I, one of the things I do recommend is that prayer works best is when you approach it in a way that is different from the traditional religion. Uh, I suppose you know if you begin to see prayer as just two friends catching up, just you and God just talking, talk to God about everything. You receive an email, an unpleasant email, talk to God about it, pray. 
you receive a phone call, an unpleasant phone call, talk to God about it, pray. The thing about it is that prayer is not just, you know, uh, it's not like I mentioned, it's not a religious activity, but it's a sacred activity, believing that there is a divine power that is able to support you, that is out there, who loves you and has good intention and can help you. So when you begin to see prayer as communication in that sense, that there is a bigger power, there is a divine power, an unseen power out there to support you, it gives you the sense of assurance. It actually is a stress relief, you know, because you know that you are not carrying your burden by yourself. That's what prayer does. So try. Prayer is really a therapeutic um, now, what am I saying now? I'm not trying to really prayer is really therapeutic. When I pray, especially when I'm burdened and I pray, I feel relieved instantly. So introduce even prayer into your day. I have two uh, reminders in my day that reminds myself to pray and I just say a short prayer. I do that. I've been doing that over, I can't mention how many years now. The thing is I changed the prayer, changed the, what I say. You know, sometimes in a year or some months, you know, but I do have my reminder on my phone. It comes up and I just say those prayers. The fourth refining living well-being pillar is produce. Produce means to be productive. It means to use your time effectively. There are so many activities out there, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, um, craving for your attention one thing or the other, one one business, one function, one event. There's so many things, but it's your. It is important for you. In order for you to be productive, you need to learn how to say no. Now, one of the things I've discovered as a secret sauce in my own career is what I call the eating frogs method. This is based on the book by Brian Tracy. You see, your frog is. Is your most important task and you're most likely to procrastinate on it if you don't do something about it your frog um, so um, if you don't do something about it so to reach high levels of performance and productivity you need to develop the habit of tackling your primary task fasting each morning and I encourage you to create the into your frog routine before you do anything else so I want to ask you, for for instance, today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, podcast, what is your frog? Every morning, even recording this podcast is one of my frogs for today. The things that I'm likely to procrastinate. Like I said, I told you that I took three weeks off not recording anything because I was focusing on, you know, my work and the program. But today, I've determined that I have to record this podcast. It's on the list of the frogs that I, I have to, I have, and I'm doing that. So look at it like that. So that this not makes me productive, right? Produce. So produce something. What is it that you're going to produce today? Produce is not a to-do list. It's not your task list. It's not a shopping list right there are the things that i can move your needle these are the things that i can move you to the next level in your career these are the things that can make an impact in 
you know, in your, your business or your career or your ministry, whatever that is, that you're even impacting somebody else's life. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to write one chapter of your book. Maybe you want to start your podcast. Whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you want to uh, enroll on a program. Maybe you have an exam you're writing. You need to, you need to start preparing for your exam. Whatever it is, be use your time better. All right? So I'm going to ask you, what is that frog? Go ahead and produce. When you produce, when you're productive, when you begin to produce things, it gives you the sense that you're worthy, you're valuable. And with thinking about all of the things that you do, you experience instant brilliance. All right? That moves us to well-being number five, which is people. People, yes. There is a saying that says that people are your greatest asset. I believe that is not true to an extent because even great people can be your most significant liability. I know what it means to be surrounded by people and still not feel connected and be completely alone. Now, although the internet allows you to connect with people worldwide, it also keeps you apart from your people. The people I'm referring to here, they are your people. I mean, the community of people where you can express your authentic self. You can be visible. You can be seen. I mean, people who support your growth and love you unconditionally. Your people can come from, can be your work colleagues. They can be one of your family members. They could be your spouse or they could be part of your social groups. If you don't have your people, I want to encourage you to be intentional about it. And when you do, in case you have one or have some people in your life, I also want to encourage you to begin to nurture and appreciate those relationships. Having the right people in your life improves your health and well-being. So I want to ask you, who are your people? List them and make sure that you contact them regularly. The fifth well-being uh, pillar, uh, redefining living well-being pillar, is what we call uh, is pleasure. Pleasure, yes. Every day I work on feeling good before I start to work because I know that nothing is worse than creating from a place of fear, anxiety, or overwhelm. Growing up. We were taught to fight our way through life, to sacrifice, to struggle and delay pleasure until later. Now, as our body needs food, our soul also needs pleasure. The soul is the seat of emotions. The soul is the seat of desires, affections and feelings. It is the soul that you feel that feels the romantic, you know, the room, you know, when you, when you, when you're in a romantic relationship or when you're having a lovely conversation with a friend, for example, some of my pleasures are coffee dates with friends. My pleasures are bubble baths and, you know, nightly readings. Some, those are some of them. And I want you to think about it. When last did you dance? When was the last time you laughed? 
or even make love. It is not, if it is not lots and lots and lots, I want to encourage you that you should introduce pleasure into your everyday living. And and this is really good for your soul. It is how inspired actions happen. Why do you need to introduce pleasure into your day? Like I said, as your body needs food, your spirit, your soul also needs to, you know, needs food. And pleasure is what feeds your soul. When your soul is being fed, you are now inspired. You begin to get inspiration. And that's how your best ideas blossom. Research also shows that pleasure is not optional. Your happiness and your health also depends on it. Well-being pillar number six, praise. When we go about our day-to-day activities, we're busy with achieving our goals. We're busy with doing, producing, producing. You know, sometimes we forget how far we have come. So celebrating celebrating success gives you a shot at the necessary value of enthusiasm. Praise rejuvenates again your soul, just like pleasure. Praise rejuvenates your soul, giving you the passion and the power to keep moving forward for the next challenge. Many organizations are working on employee retention now. They're including praise as part of a way to 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 make employee employee feel valuable to you know so praise so now imagine yourself giving you now giving yourself that praise you know it's something that we were again we're conditioned to feel that praising ourselves means like blowing your trumpet of course i know that sometimes some people overdo this but my dear there's really nothing wrong in praising yourself men have tried i say that to myself several times in the day when i record when i take time to put this podcast together juggling as a single mother doing all my work and every other thing still finding i really tell myself are you well done you've done well i say to myself i celebrate myself some and it's not just myself alone i celebrate other people i praise other people my the very good friends, I praise them. My colleagues, I send them a note of thanks when they do something extremely well. Now, praising is not flattering because otherwise it's not going to be genuine. A friend of mine, in fact, when my sister shared, uh, a friend of mine shared the news with me. It was, no, sorry. It was one of my friend's birthday a while ago. And I just said, no, the more reason for me to just uh, uh, pop a champagne bottle, really. My younger sister had the baby boy the other day. You know, I just said, oh, the more reason for me to just get a bottle of Chardonnay. I always have a reason to just want to, you know, be happy and celebrate people. What I'm saying is that, you know, when you begin to praise, you know, it it puts you in a constant sense of gratitude, you know, and it makes you even feel that, you know, you're doing it. It's, it's, I don't know how to, it's like an icing on a cake all the time, you know. So inculcate more praise into your life. And you see how you just shine. Now, why are these pillars important to your health and well-being? Like I said, happiness is circumstantial. But when you, when you put, you know, when you're intentional about, you know, pruning, pruning intentional about putting pauses, praying, 
you know, being productive, you see that all of these things affect your physical because pruning is part of even the food that you eat when you cut down that is pruning when you cut down expenses it affects your you know you're not in debt your financials is stable you see you know all of those things if affect your emotional health your mental health when you are productive you know you you feel you know when you remove or ne- prune unnecessary relationships it affects is also affects your emotional well-being because you don't have relationships that are draining you can you see how all of these seven pillars well-being pillars you know filter you know shines through all your look around your physical your mental your spiritual and your you know well-being my friend these are the redefining living's well-being uh, 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 pillars now I have also uh, to support you along with this uh, podcast episode. I have created Redefining Living a playbook as well. It rests on the seven pillars I described uh, above. If you don't, uh, you know, if you want a copy, head over to redefiningliving.org to grab your free playbook. My dear, I want to say thank you for listening and for sharing this uh, podcast episode. Until next time, my name is Aji Michael. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to create experiences that will help you grow, expand, and become more of who you are meant to be, head over to redefiningliving.org and join our list so you get all our fabulousness right in your inbox. Plus, there's a gift waiting for you. Thank you for tuning in.